And welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the program. Well, the crop insurance industry says delivering more and better policies will require an overdue boost in USDA support for administrative and operating or A&O expenses. A&O is another driver of the push to improve crop insurance, the one part of the farm safety net the industry and producers argue provides timely and meaningful help when other support falls short. William Cole is chair of the Crop Insurance Professionals Association. Let's correct the serious and unsustainable flaws in our A&O system to ensure that agents and loss adjusters can continue to provide the excellent service that is one of the core pillars of federal crop insurance. And it's not just a concern for the crop insurance industry, but lawmakers like North Dakota Republican Senator John Hoven. USDA has the authority to provide inflationary adjustments. They haven't done that since 2015. Yes, sir. They did it before. Yes, sir. It didn't ma- that authority did not magically disappear. <laughs> they haven't. Crop insurance agent Cole says USDA support for administrative and operating costs has been key to the program's success. From 1938 to 1980, crop insurance struggled. But in 1980, when the crop insurance was turned over to the private sector, it began to take off and became the vital program to farmers and ranchers that it is today. Fixing this A&O issue is critically important for the infrastructure, companies, adjusters, and agents that will support this vital program to meet the needs of the producers in the future. Cole also urged the lawmakers to help reduce deductibles to boost participation at higher coverage levels and get RMA and insurers to develop policies that work for all producers, regions, and commodities, and do so to stem reliance on ad hoc disaster aid. Well, here recently, Oklahoma Republican Representative Josh Breachin, himself a fourth-generation rancher, introduced the deregulation restrictions on interstate vehicles at 18 Wheelers Act or the Drive Act. The bill would prohibit the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration from implementing any rule or regulation requiring vehicles over 26,000 pounds that are engaged in interstate commerce to be equipped with a speed-limiting device set to a maximum speed. In 2022, the FMSCA issued a notice of intent that it was considering rules requiring speed-limiting devices for certain large commercial vehicles. USCA Transportation Committee Chair Steve Hilker says their members are responsible for safely transporting millions of animals. Hilker says, quote, Livestock haulers must take into consideration the welfare of their cargo, which means avoiding rough road conditions, adjusting speed, and being more aware of their surroundings to prevent animal injuries. USCA is opposed to any federal mandate that limits a driver's autonomy over their own truck and trailer, end quote. Well, America's beef cow herd hasn't been this small since 1962. Drought and the high cost of feed forced producers to cut their herd sizes instead of keeping animals for breeding. Livestock producers who fatten cattle suddenly have leverage over meat packers as they negotiate cattle prices with organizations like Tyson Foods, JBS, and Cargill. U.S. News says meat processors are assessing the future of consumer demand should beef prices rise along with cattle supplies and margins to determine how many animals to slaughter in the months ahead. Cargill says it expects cattle prices will rise further and beef prices to rise as well. Now, Tom Windish of Cargill said, quote, the unknown factor is demand. How much will consumers be willing to pay? End quote. The amount of money that meat packers make buying cattle and converting them to meat dropped under $40 per head in April. That's after reaching over $700 a head in May of 2020. 
The United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization reports that food prices rose in April for the first time in a year. The organization says the increases stem from higher sugar, meat, and rice prices. The Food Price Index, which tracks the international prices of commonly traded food commodities, averaged 127.2 points in April, 0.6% higher than in March. That reading was 19% below April 2022, but still 5% higher than April 2021. The FAO Sugar Price Index rose almost 18% in March, reaching its highest point since October of 2011. Now, the meat price index rose 1.3% during the month, driven primarily by higher prices for pig meat. The cereal price index dropped 1.7% in April and averaged almost 20% below April of 2022. The vegetable oil price index dropped 1.3% in April, its fifth straight monthly decline. The FAO dairy price index dropped by 1.7% as well in the month of April. Well, U.S. soybean farmers are improving the health of their farms' soils through a joint partnership called Farmers for Soil Health, funded by the soy, corn, and pork commodity groups. The partnership includes the implementation of cover crops. And Neil Bradyhoff, United Soybean Board farmer leader from Alma, Missouri, says the effort is led and directed by farmers to advance the use of soil health practices. To help us maintain uh, sustainability goals and also to improve the profitability of farmers. Two important aspects of it are technical assistance and financial incentives that will help farmers transition over to use of cover crops. Currently, there's about 15 million acres of cover crops in this country, and Soil Health Partnership is trying to expand that up to 30 million acres by 2030. Brady Hoff started using cover crops on his farm roughly 10 years ago and has seen improvements in soil health since. Soil conservation has always been an important aspect on our farm due to the fact we're farming in highly erodible ground. We've seen increased soil health. Organic matter has increased uh, somewhat and erosion has not gotten any worse. So that's really important to us. We've used cover crops on a little over half our acres and we're looking to get it up to 100% of our acres. He shares insight on helpful resources such as their circle of trusted advisors and the Farmers for Soil Health website for farmers looking to transition into using cover crops on their farm. I think it's important to talk to those folks and they can help them pull out resources to try to incorporate cover crops on their farm. We have a website, farmersforsoilhealth.com. There's a lot of resources there and, and also has the availability for farmers to sign up for an email update on the program as it goes along. I would recommend farmers just to try cover crops on a few acres. They can see how it works on their farm with their crop production practices, with their crop rotations and such. And again, that website is farmersforsoilhealth.com. And you can also stay up to date with the latest from the United Soybean Board every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on RFD TV. And finally, a new USDA report says exports constitute a significant market for American farm and food products and send ripples of activity through the nation's economy. The Economic Research Service says America's agricultural exports valued at $177.3 billion in 2021 generated an additional $190.5 billion in economic activity, totaling $367.8 billion in overall economic output. On average, that means every dollar of U.S. ag products exported generated a total of $2.07 in domestic economic activity. The services, trade, and transportation sectors benefited the most from ag exports, generating an estimated $79.5 billion worth of economic activity. On the farm, ag exports supported an additional $43.6 billion in business activity beyond the value of the agricultural exports themselves. 
This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.